everyone. Welcome to our new episode of For the Love of Weather podcast. Happy Weather Wednesday, everyone. My name is Gemma. My name is Ashley. So excited for Weather Wednesday. Who doesn't want to hear and have a conversation about weather? Everyone does. Everyone. That's why they're here, Ash. It's Weather Wednesday. That's why they're here. I've literally had like four different conversations about the weather today with people that don't know what I do. Everyone wants to talk about it. Everyone does. They love it. I love listening to people when they say, oh, I heard the weather's going to be today. And they say it to you and you're like, oh, really? Is that true? Especially, yeah, if you're like, no, that's not what they said. But I just, yeah, yeah. hold back Gemma. It's very hard. To I'm not back. sure that's what the forecaster actually said, but I'll let it slide. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> Pretty sure those showers are heavier in the afternoon, not the morning. Anyway. Yeah. We're very excited today because we have our first guest and I'm also super excited because I have the gorgeous benefit of our guest being my best friend and she is just amazing and she also happens to be a forecaster as well but she's a bit of an outlier I'm not gonna lie isn't she Gemma she's a bit a little bit different a little bit different to us so our guest today her name is Alexi she is a professional forecaster and she's also a marine forecaster. Now, I am the first person to hold my hand up and say, really don't know very much about marine forecasting. I could probably have a stab at a marine forecast. Maybe, maybe. And yeah, I do love the shipping forecast as well. But ultimately, marine is not my thing at all. Me too. I was thinking about that today, actually. And I, as my experience of marine forecasting a lot of the time is for media. So writing about sea states or if there's going to be tidal forecasting, but actually marine forecasting is something that I don't know a huge amount about, actually. So I'm excited for today's chat. I know. So Alexi, hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Alexi. Hi, what well, we're lucky because we're actually seeing each other as well. We've got some very smiley faces here. We're super excited to be talking to Alexi, who is at a completely different end of the country as well. Alexi, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, hi, ladies. Um, firstly, thank you ever so much for inviting me onto your podcast here. Very exciting. I listened to your first episode the other day and um, Oh, it sounds great. Oh, oh. How, how wonderful is this? You know, oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> You're too kind. So, <laughs> I totally pay to say but, that, by the way. You don't cost me a tenor. Nah. <laughs> Good value um, for money. <laughs> but no, no, but seriously, thank you so much. I mean, it's, um, I mean, how did, I mean, what, what, you asked me, Ash, how did I get yes, into that this? Just, well, well, you know, tell us a little bit. How did you end up being yeah. a podcaster? We've all had such, like, diverse entries into it but more importantly you went an even different corner and ended up being a marine forecaster I mean there's not that many of them in the UK so tell us a little bit yeah about I, I mean it was it, to be perfectly honest with you it was by chance and luck that I ended yeah. up as a marine forecaster more than more than me kind of seeking out to be one uh, I guess I'll, I'll briefly start from the beginning. Don't worry, I won't go into major amount of detail. We love um, detail, but... Alexi. We love detail. <laughs> well, you don't worry, I'll detail. probably end up like, going into little snippets <laughs> of detail. The more um, random maybe, but... the detail, the better, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we kind of all started from a similar area whereby you know, we, we've all done our master's or degree, whatever, in, um, in meteorology. And um, I... It's no different, really. I well, to, to be perfectly honest, my degree was in geology, and I didn't. Ah. It, I got to a point in my yeah, and I got to a point, and I loved it, loved it. Um, all four years of it, because up here in 
in Scotland, you do four years in your degree. And I um, got to the end of my degree in geology and kind of thought, I was one of those annoying people and just kind of thought, you know what? I don't want to do anything like offshore work or go and work in a mine or anything like that. So I thought, oh, no, what am I going to do? And I've always had this... Um, I guess passion what you could say with with the weather and I have I mean I think you, I think you kind of have to if you want to be yeah um, in sure. the weather world you you need to have that love don't you I mean yeah I mean the shifts are quite grueling so you got to have that love I feel like we talk about the shift in every episode <laughs> but they are they it's are an tough. important one though I think we need to let our viewers know or your viewers yeah. know um that if they're going to get involved with particularly weather forecasting uh the the, the shifts uh um, you know maybe not for everyone should we put it that way but uh, yeah no, but anyway so I uh managed to I just I managed to get into Birmingham University to do my master's um, degree there to do meteorology, meteorology and climatology was a subject. I think Jem, you were you were there as I well. I did, I did, yeah. Yeah, you must have been a different year from me though. I know, because we're um, like the same age. We're pretty so... much identical age, I know. Yeah, so, so we must have just missed each other because yours was four I think years and mine was three year. years. Right. So I must have been there, you must have been there the year before. Um yes, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. Um I don't ask me what year because I, I don't I Honestly, people say, what year were you at university? I don't remember. It was a really long time ago. <laughs> um, anyway. She's um, one of the few people, actually, that I know that doesn't always remember her age. Oh, oh no, I, I don't remember. remember. I had to... Um, I had, age I had... She doesn't care how old you are. She's, she just... Not really. <laughs> no, I'm the same. I'm the same. I had to voice note my friend the other day and say to her, are we this age or this age? She's like, oh, we're the older age. And I was like, oh, damn I feel it's more important to chicken. remember my children <laughs> right I think it's more important to remember my children at my husband's age you know and so I don't forget <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> I'd be in definitely in the bad box if that was the case <laughs> but anyway back to yeah so um so I did that for a year and do you know what I, I was also listening as well to your podcast and and Jem, you particular saying, you know, it, it's not a piece of cake doing that degree. I mean, I, I, I will put my hands up and I am not an A-star student. Um, definitely not. Um, in fact, for maths back in GCSE, I was in set three, which is not the highest set. And in fact, I had to get a bit of coaching for my maths as well, because um, I, I wasn't very confident, I'll put it, in my maths knowledge and um, everything so anyway um, and lo and behold what do I go and do for my career and maths and physics career but I, <laughs> I think that's, that I think you that's don't actually got... need maths to do our career no well it's this true. is the thing so I was listening yeah. to what you were saying about that and it really is true I mean, I mean coming from me someone who you know I've just explained wasn't that good at maths and I never took physics and yet I managed to get a degree in geology and a master's in meteorology and I've been I've done lots of experience in different meteorologies so I'm all, all from that I'm basically saying listen kids whoever's listening to this if you if you you know feel like you can't do something you can <laughs> you, you can put totally your mind agree, to it and you can do it yeah. so and um, whatever the subject may be you know whether it's meteorology or not 
but anyway so so we keep digressing don't we from the, from the main no topic no here. we've noticed from our podcast that we go off from the most random tangents me me and ash so we're happy for our guests to do the same and then we bring it back at the end we do bring it back but yeah just go, go exactly. for it just go just for it remember <laughs> to bring pull it back again but yeah and then anyway so so did that university stuff and then I do you know what I I, I do feel truly quite lucky and a few different things that I've done and it, and I do believe a lot of it is to be in the right place at the right time and I was the end of my of my master's and I there were a couple of jobs flying around for different forecasting roles and things and do you know what I was just talking to Ash you yesterday about this I never wanted to be a forecaster I just didn't like the idea of it <laughs> um, the weather, it's all the hard work it probably, is all the hard work I, I don't know. It just didn't excite me. And I just, I, I did have the thought, you know what, I would like to be a, a presenter. Thought, oh, that's not too technical. You know, you just stand up and you speak the weather. Great. Someone else tells you the, the hard work. Anyway, so um, I, but anyway, so I got, there was this job that went around and it was a job opening in Japan for a company in Japan. Oh. And you know what? I was, yeah, I was what, 23 years old, no ties, at that particular moment of time and I thought why not let's go for it sounds amazing um yeah it was and uh, there was another guy as well in my course we were actually there was a I can't remember how many 15 of us I guess all together on the meteorology course we all got on so super well it was really it was it was really fantastic because you know obviously you don't always get on with everyone and we, we we all kind of got on quite well and there was one other guy uh Ben he won't mind me saying his name. He, uh, not, that, not that I've said his surname or anything. Sorry. We're going <laughs> to hunt you down, Ben. Find <laughs> out. Lovely chap. Really lovely chap. And he, um, he also accepted the job too, to go, which was lovely for me because I meant that I got to go with someone else yeah. on this really faraway journey. And it was for a weather company based just outside of Tokyo in Japan. Long story short, basically, I, I ended up very by chance in the marine department in the marine operations department there were a lot this company is huge and there were loads of different departments around and um ben got put into a different one and and i do recall that coincidentally he it didn't, didn't really fit well with him too you know i mean japan the, the culture out there is so different anyway just to grasp it let alone starting a new job and it's your happens to be your first proper professional job so it was quite a lot to take on for the two of us and then when I look back on it, uh, I, I only did nine months in the end, mm-hmm. uh, partly because it was quite tough. The job, was, it, was quite, it wasn't quite what I was expecting, but also because I actually met my now husband just before I went out there. Oh, love, got it. Oh, it was really annoying <laughs> oh. now that I'm older and think back, oh, if only I met him when I came back rather than, anyway, so that kind of pulled me back too. But um, so anyway, back to the, the, I ended up being the Marine Department for it. And do you know what? It's the best department to be in. The, the people there were so nice. I was with actually as well loads of European people too not just British but you know uh, people from France from Germany there was it was um really really good bunch of people and I learned a lot and because I was a girl walking in there with blonde hair reasonably tall they thought right we're going to put her in front of the screen so I ended up doing my first ever bit of presenting to shipping masters terrifying yeah. It was absolutely terrifying. 
I must, I remember, I probably was beetroot red the entire time I was on screen. It was, it was one of the most terrifying things I remember doing. And I really didn't get a lot of prep or um, anything mm -hmm. at all beforehand training in this type of thing. I was just told to go on and basically tell these shipping masters what the weather was doing from a, um, a marine perspective, what the sea states were doing and everything. And I was, I was so out of my depth. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be really terrified because that'd be like, I mean, that's like being face to face with like, I think people who work on the land because they watch, they, they know the weather so well. Yeah. I'd be terrified of shipping. I mean, those guys are probably out there for years. They know the sea. Oh, completely. Oh, and you know what? That's so funny you say that, Ash, because um, they, that is so true. It actually, in the marine meteorology industry, you'll find that actually a lot of the people, of the shipping masters, um, just generally a lot of people who you talk to actually probably know the same amount, if not more about the weather than you do. Yeah. So you really, you, you put on your, you know, you put on the edge there about with doing things and, and they, they know about that. They, they need you to tell them, you know, what is happening so they can make the best decision of how mm. to go about whether it's their mm. passage across the oceans or, you know, mooring up to the edge of a harbour or something like that, whatever the situation might be. So I, so, so I did that for, for nine uh, months and, and lots of other kind of different things as well. I got to see different parts of how they do it, the operations side. I mean, there's a whole section about marine forecasting of which so many people don't really get to even see it, it, it's all about this sort of the economic side behind it too and how the logistics and how you know how much for example how much fuel consumption that there, there is to the ship has uh to do when, when it goes from a point a to point b mm. and, and there's lots of planning that goes into that so it's not just about forecasting it's about you know making mm. sure a ship starts from a to b and gets there and the safest it's, see, it's like all phase. forecasting there's so much more to it like when you actually drill yeah. down and ask somebody what they do what they need from you and why they need it there's so much more to it which is just just all the years we spent studying <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, anyway, so yeah that's how i got into it so, that's how um, i got into it yeah. tell us a little bit just about so do you find land-based forecasting difficult or different or challenging like so what's the main difference between marine and land? Because you've done both, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, well, from my from a personal perspective, I actually find marine a lot more interesting. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. I don't know Probably why. Probably because you but... know it so well. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, obviously for the marine side of things, you, you are looking at the winds. So, um, the, basically the winds being the main driving force um, of weather at sea as well as and they generate the sort of local wind waves of course as well but also the the long sea swells too and such like but you also see the sea state too about things mm. so it, it's whereas on land you don't necessarily well you definitely don't look at the seas so much but I guess you do look at the winds quite a bit so it's just it's just looking at those different different weather yeah. elements I guess yeah, with I guess it all Absolutely. And there's different aspects of it, too. You've got offshore weather forecasting, you've got shipping weather forecasting, um, which are different in each other as well, you know, in terms of, of how you what your job entails for each one. So there's there's just different aspects of it. And there's a, I feel it's quite a wide area, too, of forecasting. You've got the offshore side. I just mm -hmm. explained where you can be forecasting for helicopters going from land off to some offshore oil rigs. 
and back again. And that's just as important as forecasting for even, you know, what's coming. For an example as well, the Gulf of Mexico out in the States, um, you know, they, they are very precious of their, of their marine forecasting because if you get a hurricane blowing through, they need to know this. So they need to get off you know, their rig if necessary, or if they need to stay on and for how long for. So there's lots of different aspects behind it. And it's it's quite exciting. Yeah, a lot of money behind marine forecasting too. Yeah, I guess it it falls into more of that commercial sector. Although the shipping forecast, ladies, does anybody listen to it? I do on occasion. So <laughs> I mean, I'm generally asleep if I'm honest at that time. <laughs> I so I actually do listen to the forecast for a very specific reason on a Thursday morning. Every Thursday morning, the first one in the morning. But for anyone that's listening to it, the shipping forecast is probably one of I always think when you're listening to the shipping forecast, it's like you're listening to history. Like the format of that forecast has not changed. Mm-hmm. In, I don't know, nearly 100 years or so, like every single one of those bulletins has been of a similar format for them. I love listening to it. It's like it, like time could have stood still and you still have the same format of it, which just goes to show how clever they were with their meteorology back then. Like we're not using massively new language in the shipping forecast, but it's probably one of my favorite things to listen to. Although I can never remember all of the shipping forecast areas. I just oh, no. I always, I, no, I always have to do come I. Back next to me. <laughs> I feel like working no, well, in the same ones. Ah, oh, yeah, I just and I try, like out of interest, I try. I really try and learn them, and I, I just I can't do it. I even have a little cup with the shipping forecasts on it as well, like with all of the. Um, oh, so do I. <laughs> I still can't remember them. But actually, a few nice little bits about the shipping forecast. So the so shipping forecast actually goes out about four times a day. And I think actually for mm-hmm. most people that are on the rigs now, I don't think it's as important because there's so much like weather information and apps, but it's definitely still listened to. It's a time honored tradition. Really, it it's, is. It's I, interesting I as well. You know, if you really, you have to really listen to it, don't you? To yeah, really, you do. And otherwise really you know might what fall it is. asleep. <laughs> yeah, so you're trying to fall asleep, in which case it's a beautiful thing to fall asleep to, Perfect. to mind relax. But actually the shipping forecast has a limit of 350 words. So it's quite a challenge for a forecaster that doing that. I do actually know people that have forecasts for the shipping forecast. It takes all night to do it and all day to do it. It's really quite complicated how it's actually built up but it is a beautiful thing to listen to but I do even find even if I am trying to listen to it I do find about halfway through I'm sort of like all chilled out and relaxed and my mind has wandered off what was that what was that last thing (laughs) it's very relaxing it's very relaxing I like the way as well it's obviously it follows the same pattern as well it always starts at the same place yeah clockwise around the UK yeah yeah warnings and force synoptic situation who doesn't love a synoptic situation it's, it's like somebody describing a synoptic map to you. I just, I love it. You know, high pressure centered over wherever it is. I'm like, oh, I can imagine it. I can imagine the weather, how fast it's moving. I love it. I just love every aspect of weather. It's really nerdy, but I love it more when I'm not relying on it for work, where I'm just doing it for enjoyment. You know, if you're just listening to it. But Thursday morning is yeah. definitely a morning that I, I always listen to it. And it, oh, I've always wanted to read the shipping forecast. Always. Oh, there's a lot of pressure though. There's mm. a lot yeah, of the privilege. That. Quite a challenge. It's a privilege, but <sighs> the, oh, I don't know done, if I can handle the pressure. <laughs> it's done to a very specific time. Every you know, yep. it, uh, there's you know, it's, it's broadcast. No, there's no such thing as the date. You know, a deadline or a, a late deadline in, in broadcasting. But anyway, maybe one of these. You've got to be very clear with it as well. Yeah. So. 
So Alexi, mm-hmm. um, I want to ask you a few more questions about yourself. Um, be, you actually became a mother when you were forecasting as well. So you had your That's first little correct. girl when you were forecasting. How did you find forecasting and that kind of change? Because obviously forecasting is really based around shift work and it's quite challenging. So how did you how did you manage to make that transition? Because you did it quite well. I did it quite well because I was quite lucky. Again, I'm sorry, I've thrown that word in again. Again, I, I do feel like I was the right place at the right time. Yeah. yeah, no, it is challenging. I mean, as as I mentioned right at the beginning of this episode too, you know, the, the shifts can be grueling and, and we all know that. I mean, you know, Jem, you're you're still doing all these quite, you know, long, long-winded shifts. So um 12-hour shifts, night shifts, day shifts. Yeah, we're like big enough and, and jam actually, here, seriously. I, absolutely. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> she but does the hardest it, job out of all of us. <laughs> one of I don't, well. I don't, I don't. We've all got a hard job. <laughs> You've got kids well, to look after. I can go, go to bed and sleep for like, like oh, that's hard solid hours. Kids, you know? So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, one of the things I didn't mention actually about the marine forecasting, um, which uh, I feel... I, I, I mean, I'm not trying to say when you do sort of more land-based forecasting, you don't get up at these sort of times at all. But the marine, you you can start at five or six a.m. And actually, most of my marine jobs they did start early or you know five o'clock in the morning or six o'clock in the morning, and and that's quite interesting if you um, maybe don't always like to get up at that time of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, or be away. Because we actually, we all what? used to work together at some stage. I used to remember being on a night shift and seeing you come in at five a.m. and I'd be like, oh, someone else to talk he to. Ends. And is nice. He is so early. (laughs) Luckily, I didn't mind doing the early kind of early shifts like that. It wasn't too bad. And actually, from a from a mother perspective, it was easier uh, because at least then you only had to deal with one end of the day. Because it's all you know. The the end that was that was down to how your marine shifts were, wasn't it? Like they were as well. Yeah, exactly. And um, I, you know nurseries only go on for a certain you know, amount of hours in the day mm. you can't unfortunately unfortunately however way you look at it leave your baby in overnight so um so I, you know, <laughs> I'm a loud laugh at that by the way <laughs> so you did you, it was it was about managing managing all the logistics yeah. behind it um it was just a little bit I, it was a little bit tricky I mean you know my husband didn't have a standard nine to five job either. So, you know, he worked long hours. So that just made it a little bit trickier with the whole mm-hmm. thing. So, but anyway, it, it, you know, I, I luckily had a very understanding employer at the time and um, I managed to come down from my shifts to just working three days mm-hmm. and uh, managed to do a full Marine shift, which I know is not quite as long as a land shift, but that worked in my favor in terms mm-hmm. of childcare. So, so yes. I, what, but basically it, it allowed me to, what it, for me personally, it allowed me to carry on with my career option, with with the yeah. career that I was in before yeah. having LA, which was mm. important. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, well done you. It's hard. It's a little bit tricky getting back in, isn't it? It's quite quite a balance. Any shift worker, though, any shift worker. Yeah. I don't know how if you were a doctor or working in oh, I don't know. hospital or something. I just, I don't know how they do it. Tricky, so, tricky. It is oh. tricky. So, Lexi, do you have a story of a most boring forecast? The most boring one. <laughs> I, I you know there's always forecasts that none of us have enjoyed doing what was your most boring forecast you're, you're allowed to say no because you don't work there anymore <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I mean, you know, the, I have said all the marine side I found very, I found all actually really quite exciting. So I'm afraid I'm going to say something from the, the land side of forecasting. Oh, uh, that hurts. Oh, dagger to my heart. Yeah. Oh, I thought I, I knew you. Sorry. I thought I knew you. <laughs> well, it was, you know, in fact, something very specific that actually night shifts really, it, it was, I think it was more because it had to be done. I think it was, what was it, a 2 a.m. finish oh. deadline? It was the network rail. Oh, you remember this girls yes tricky <laughs> not, tricky forecast do not do this anymore but it was definitely it was just I think it was more because the deadline was at such a ridiculous time overnight and it was a very long intricate it could be very intricate quite challenging forecast yeah, to write for up sure. and um, I definitely did not look forward to doing that yeah. shift what about the most exciting forecast you've ever done oh I do enjoy I, I, a lot of the marine side of the just quite interesting. What is the most exciting? Mm. Well, I, even though I found it a challenge, I must admit, I will always remember my doing my sort of mini presenting out in Japan. So that was probably that was probably the most exciting thing I've actually done mm. in terms of weather side of things. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I, that would probably be the most exciting. One thing I'd like to ask you, Alexi, is in terms of sort of marine forecasting, what's the most hazardous conditions that you need to warn for? What are you really looking out for when you're issuing those forecasts? Yeah. So, I mean, with marine forecasting as well, you're looking at all around the world. You know, it's not just mm. um, around the sort of the North Sea, Irish Sea kind of area. And so you're, you're dealing with lots of different challenging weather phenomena. And uh, one of the things, I guess, is quite significant are... Um, tropical storms that yeah. they are actually very right. interesting to look at and, and and quite challenging as well as we all know you know we've all kind of delved into that area a little bit from time to time and even if it's just you know not doing it directly and um and really letting the shipmasters know in advance in as much and that's all what our job is down to in as much notice as we possibly can but with much accuracy and confidence that we can of letting them know what's going on with the weather. And for marine in particular, shipping in particular, it is important as well because they would might need to change their track of, of their ships, you know, in that yeah. in their travel. And and they need they need um advance warning in this if they've you know, got a hurricane in their path. It's oh, hold on there, Gemma. She said the word hurricane. God, she did. <laughs> but you know, it's actually really interesting. You've just picked up on the word there that I think is not really understood outside of forecasting and the word confidence in a forecast mm -hmm. and I think when you're a forecaster you understand what that means you think like about model consensus how many of the models are all kind of saying saying this thing so do, do you have to use different language then as a marine forecaster or do the shipmasters generally understand that as well no, I wouldn't say we use different language. I, I mean, too much different language can also be confusing as well. And of course, at the end of the yeah. day, we are yeah. all essentially weather forecasters. And they and that's that's how all these shipping masters and everything know us. We are we are just a weather, not not just a weather forecaster, but we are the weather forecasters that give them the information. And and really we all use a similar type of of uh, way we we explain things. I think that makes it a lot clearer and a lot easier. For everyone so yes yeah, so i so to a shipping master using the words confidence and um and words like that to describe um how how well how confident we are of, of what we're saying then yeah they they need to know mm. that's quite important 
it probably helps as well that they they have some knowledge about the weather as well so they are they are able to take what you're saying and put it into context as well with the understanding that they already have absolutely yeah definitely i mean at the end of the day you've got to think these these guys um girls that they they just they just want to know from from a professional's expect you know perspective somebody who sat there and looked at models right what do we need to do do we need to change course do we need to do something else i mean at the end of the day it's it's all about making sure they don't they're in a safety environment their safety is number one money is key as well they don't want to waste money of course they don't want to waste fuel and time as well time is very important time is money (laughs) um so yeah really you really like kind of describing so well commercial forecasting you know, that's yeah. what commercial forecasting ultimately is about, getting from A to B as efficiently as possible. And it's a, that's a big part of the marine yeah. forecasting. Like I explained right at the beginning of this as well, there's a whole department. A lot of weather, marine weather forecasting companies have actually separate departments in just that, in the operation mm. side of things. You're not a weather forecaster. You're someone who deals with the operations of, of um, you know, the logistics and the money and how much you can save if you divert in um, one ship to another, de- you know, different path because of a weather um, yeah. incident occurring. So it's, yeah. it's really interesting. Saves lives as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, Lexi, we kind of have to nearly finish up here. I'm real sad that we're going to have to. Get I know it's been so good. A lovely really face. But this. Gemma, we have a which myself and Gemma have a quick fire round for you. Yes. Oh, we yeah. have decided that at the end of each interview, we're going to do a random quick fire question session. It's going to oh, be a fair. mixture. Some of them are weather related, and some, some of, them of them are, are just, just really, not. They're just random ones that I came up with about 10 minutes ago well before oh, 10 gosh, minutes before okay. we started this chat so me <laughs> <laughs> so and Gemma are ever prepared idea. yes very prepared so favorite season summer oh controversial hey mm. favorite cloud oh well, I just like saying the word cumulus <laughs> it's a good word it is a good word (laughs) most things start as a cumulus cloud beautiful little things they are okay jeremy dodgers or jaffa cakes oh jaffa cakes and are jaffa cakes biscuits or cakes oh biscuits biscuits oh that's controversial really yeah i i i I wouldn't a cake is like a slice of cake for me, you know, and the Jaffa yeah. cake. Is a oh, I would like to point out as well, slime. random factoids. I'm going to steal one of Gemma's <laughs> factoids. Alexi is the most amazing cook and the oh. most amazing baker. No, seriously. Seriously. I wouldn't quite go that Some far, of her food has made it. me cry. It. it is <laughs> gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous just oh, putting dear. it out you, there you're too kind you're too kind i i do enjoy that is my other love other than weather is, is definitely cooking you're just gonna have to cook again for me to prove to me that it's not that good i'm coming <laughs> too <laughs> yeah you're very welcome very welcome oh the chicken chicken pie oh my god her chicken pie how i wish i had some frozen in the fridge oh so gorgeous okay sorry <laughs> right really quickly favorite weather oh as in type of weather? Yeah. Uh, thunderstorms. Is Ooh, that that's that good. That kind of yeah. makes sense uh-huh. with the summer thing, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Number one item you should always have in your handbag. 
Oh, lip balm. Ah, okay. yes. Tea or coffee? Oh, tea. Yes. We all, we all have shared a cup of tea yes. together. Yes. One thing we know about Ash is she loves a milky tea and you just, just keep pouring the milk in. I know. Oh, you think she's got enough yeah. milk. Like, imagine, not, not as much milk for me. Imagine what you yes. think is milky <laughs> and add more. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy amount of milk. <laughs> and snow. Yes or no? How do you feel about it? No. Okay. No. She agrees with me. Unless I can ski on it. That's the only way I like it. But I in, also have no. this same That's opinion as well. Yeah. Sorry, girls. I um, know it's not a good one. And then one final thing is one thing you wish everyone just knew about the weather. Oh, I can't really put it into a single word. Um, I, I just, you know, believe us from now, from time to time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's, I do find sometimes it can be a bit of a struggle to, um, yeah, to, to make it sound like a serious thing. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's so Brilliant. true. Thank you so much, Alexi. Yes, Alexi, thank, thank you, you so much for joining us. And for us to leave the podcast, we are going to leave you. Well, Gemma is this week with her weather wisdom. As we are just tipping along the seasons, we wanted to just explain to you the difference between meteorological seasons and astronomical seasons. Gemma, would you like to take it away? Okay, so... In simple terms, I'm just going to keep it quite simple this week, but meteorological seasons tend to start at the start of the month. So winter will start um, on the 1st of December meteorologically. But if you think about astronomical seasons, they tend to start a bit later on in the month. So winter will tend to start around the 21st of December. So that's sort of the main differences there in the sort of meteorological and astronomical seasons. That's why you'll hear weather forecasters, they'll tend to talk about the seasons meteorologically. So they'll start. So winter will start at the 1st of December. Why do we do? Why do we choose the first of the month? So we choose the first of the month because meteorologically, um, it's just easier to compare when we're looking at statistics. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes the astronomical start of a season doesn't always fall on the same date. So it can fall, usually falls somewhere between the 20th and the 22nd of a month. And so meteorologically... We just use the beginning and the end of the month and it always makes it easier to cons- compare statistics, which make all of the weather factoids that Gemma just loves. I love them. I just love them so loves much. them. Just loves them. So our other weather wisdom um, for today or a weather wisdom that you can take away from today is the word apricity. So we thought that this week you could just take away a new weather word. So apricity is just the feeling of the sun on a winter's day you always know when you go outside and the sun's not as strong during the winter we know that but you still get a little bit of warmth from it and that feeling that you get during a winter's day that's called apricity i love that see i now look i have come away loving the weather a little bit more my aim is complete your mission is complete alexi thank you so much for joining thank us you so today. much it's been a pleasure you, for ladies. me for so it's many reasons delightful <laughs> delightful and um, we'll luck with it all we'll talk to you all again on our next episodes in two weeks time bye-bye bye, bye.